The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. Turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. It is 10 minutes after 8 here on AM Live and time now for the Forum at 8 and thanks so much for tuning in. Now last week we promised to revisit the discussion that we had on Friday about widows and how they mourn and many of our listeners called in and uh, they asked for us to bring back our two guests that we had on the program initially to tackle more questions on this particular issue because as uh, it was established people mourn differently. Now in South Africa especially over the last couple of months, we had an incident where two high-profile people died and their widows stood up to speak at uh, the memorial services and uh, it did not go down very well with some sectors of society. So, um, But in South Africa, as in other communities, widows are generally expected to be modest as they mourn their husbands and in some instances they are expected to even uh, adorn black clothes for a while. So this morning we are asking should we prescribe how widows actually mourn? Continuing from that discussion on Friday. And let's uh, welcome our guests once again, uh, Ms. Nomboniso Kasa, researcher and uh, gender and cultural uh, activist. Good morning and thanks for speaking to us again. Good morning, Sakina. Um, good morning to your listeners and um, good morning to Dr. Mdende. I think she's on the line. She certainly yes, is. Yes. Dr. Morning. Mdende, welcome back as well. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, good morning to you and good morning, Nomboniso, and the listeners. Well, um, basically, just uh, kicking off from uh, where we left off last week, we spoke about, you know, what some of the cultural provisions are. And Ms. Um, uh, uh, um, Gasa, you pointed out that people shouldn't actually be told. We shouldn't be prescribing to people how to mourn uh, because it's something that's personal. It's uh, individual and people will decide. You actually gave examples of, you know, what you would want to see. And mm. then... Uh, uh, Dr. Mdende, um, you actually came out and said that uh, it's not just the woman who mourns, but the entire family and that they should be quiet when there is a bereavement. And you also went on to say when the husband dies, um, uh, the, the woman does not speak. And similarly, when the wife dies, the husband should not speak or the children for that matter. And uh, we had established, of course, that the wearing of black clothes is a, a, a tradition that was important from somewhere at some point uh, so we've moved beyond that but one of the other issues that uh, people wanted to know about was the ostracization of a widow because um, if you remember the email that I read I think it was from Nomfundo last week who described what her granny had to go through uh, the fact that she had to when she went out she had to sit at the back of the taxi because she wasn't allowed to give her back to anybody So she would always be behind everybody else in any setting. The fact that she had to have her own utensils that couldn't be shared by anybody else. And uh, she also went on to describe how she vividly remembered taking her granny's comb and everybody jumping Mm. uh, to essentially almost rescue her from doing something abominable. So the question is, where does all of this come from? You know, is this a cultural thing? Why do people do that, and should we still be doing that? Let me start with you, Ms. Gasa. Well, um, I think there are a couple of things here, they, um, and it's a very, very involved um, discussion, and I'm not sure how to start it um, 
on this program. But there is a notion of purity and impurity. Um, there's a notion that, um, you know, at certain stages, women are considered to be impure and, um, and that they should not be in company, in public company, because their shadows are going to um, impurify and, um, and, 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 and cause problems. So um, this originates from, from that belief. And of course, uh, with time, as if you remember, we spoke about culture evolving and, um, and being dynamic and also adapting and all of that, and also being distorted. So what has happened is that some of these issues are because there is this notion that to be, um, to be moaning, you've got to wear a certain kind of clothes, you've got to have a certain kind of posture, and, um, and then you must be invisible. And then you find that when people are seen in public spaces or when people are in public spaces, they ought to have this expression, this um, outward physical um, expression. And also at the back of it, some people believe that, um, uh, you know, that they are impure and this is the time in which um, they are contaminated. So um, <clears throat> we could discuss one day um, these notions of impurity and contamination um, about women, but um, particularly in relation to men. But anyway, in a short um, thing, this is, in fact, um, you know, uh, in a, you know it, it arises from that. Let me just put it that way. Uh, Dr. Mdemde, uh, just to pick up on that, uh, because ultimately that is what it uh, comes down to, uh, the fact that, you know, there is now contamination and therefore, uh, you know, the widow needs to be separated uh, from everybody else. Where does that come from? You know, Vagina, I've got a, I always have a problem when it comes to the analysis of uh, African culture, well, with, with different specifics from an outside perspective. It's difficult, for instance, to associate mourning in general with the attire that was introduced to the widows because of the death of their husbands so that they could be identified. Once now we talk about that, we make an issue about that, then I've got a problem. And again, with what Numfundo was saying, it's just an isolated case. That is why I'm saying, if you can go to the deep rural areas where we have those people who are called Amakaba, that means those indigenous people who are not wearing the clothes who are wearing, you will find that a widow doesn't wear black clothes. So this is a, 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 a colonial African culture that now we're discussing today, then I become confused. As I'm saying, it's not the question of being a certain gender being polluted. That homestead where there is death, everybody there needs to be cleansed. That is why everybody is expected to cut the hair that is why the homestead is expected, the whitewash to be, to have a, 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 a cleared off, 
and so on and so on. And you know, I, I, well, I, I'm not going to mention the name. You know, there is a, a, a high-profile politician who has just passed on. His wife didn't speak in, in, in his funeral. And I know he's a strong woman. It's not that she was forced not to speak. It's because she knew that she's not supposed to speak. Mm. So, so, so to me, we are discussing a, a African culture in a wrong context. Yeah. But, but but I think part of it is that we we seek to understand, and 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 it is only when we have these discussions that you can explain to us why the context is wrong. Then, uh, in which we are discussing it, and 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 also uh, to what you've just said. What is it that people need to be cleansed of? Because I think these questions arise because of a lack of clarity. Okay, this house has got darkness, let me put it literally, because the, it has lost one of the members of the family. And when it has lost one of the members of the family who has gone to ancestorhood, then as that is a rite of passage. Towards ancestorhood. So therefore those who are left behind, since there's a dark cloud there, therefore that, that dark cloud must be cleansed off after a certain period. That is why you are saying everybody there should be cleansed. I- irrespective of which gender and which age. And during that day of the funeral, in fact from the day we received the news, there is a deep wound, a dark cloud. Therefore, those should be comforted. I cannot comfort you and you comfort me. Ms. Gasa? Yes, well, um, I, I, I do wish that Dr. Mdende actually would address the origins of what people are doing in public spaces. Because I think it's separate from whether people are wearing black um, or blue or, or whatever clothes. There's a certain practice. And um, and I'm not sure if we can um, say it's 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 isolated. Um, um, I have put my views about where I think it originates, and and some of the misunderstanding and and or other interpretations of that. Um, I I also think that um, for me the word cleansing uh, <coughs> is, um, is is very problematic. Um, because um, the rituals that I understand, uh, for example, um, after people have buried, people will have the washing of hands. And this is understood that, you know, they have um, touched death and then they have inkambazandla which is not necessarily cleansing. So, um, uh, the use of English language is also problematic. Yes, that's it. Uh, because uh, once you start about talk about cleansing, <coughs> you are, in fact, already gotten into the conversation of pollution. And I have fundamental problems with that. <coughs> um, all uh, members of the family will gather at a certain period, let's say after a year, in some families, and um, and uh, and batibakulula um, izila. Now, this is not cleansing, and um, this is saying the mourning period has ended. 
this is um, um, that's why I said Sakina. This is a very um, involved conversation. Mm. What really uh, happens with 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 that process is a marker that this person is in transition, right? Is transiting from this world into the world of the into the ancestral world, right? That is transition. So you mark that transition in a particular way, okay? And um, <clears throat> once uh, now, once that transition is over, because the whole family is in a liminal stage, so even this notion of ilifu elimiyama, it does not mean darkness as is something that needs to be cleansed. It means that there is sadness. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It means that it's time when there's no joy, when there's pain, or when we are marking this transition, we are marking the loss of somebody else. So um, it's very, very important that when we speak, we, 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 we understand also that we have to speak in a medium that is English, and if indeed our, our role is to um, to make whatever small contribution we have to make, I think we do need to problematize the concepts. Secondly, um, in the communities that Uto Tamdende talks about, where says people don't wear black, they do change the clothes. So it's not about whether they wear black or green or whatever. They do change the clothes. They, um, if you are a person who wears clothes of ochre that are colored in ochre, the traditional, in the Eastern Cape, for example. All beads are taken off. All forms of embellishment are taken off. There's no, and then you wear the white version, with no embellishment whatsoever. Now, uh, the origin remains the same. The origin remains the same. It remains the origin from the, 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 the colonial, uh, from, from the influence of the missionaries. And, um, <clears throat> and it makes sense that that origin would remain the same. It would make sense that even those communities and everywhere else, none of us are untouched by colonialism, if we understand it completely. So um, now here's the thing. It's not possible not to talk about gender because there are different expectations from men and there are different expectations from women. And I think this is where this conversation actually is at, uh, partly. Now, when my mother died, my father didn't have to wear anything. There was no marker that my father had to wear. But if my father had died before my mother, my, my mother would probably have, or let's take any other person in the village, the people who, that are not, they've never converted to Christianity. Their husbands don't wear anything that is different from what they wore before. But their wives wear imipako that have no bits. And that's number one. So there is something that is, that is about women having to be in a particular way. And uh, the second one, that I think uh, for me is, 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 is very important, is that, and this relates to what uh, the, the, one of the people who sent the, the message uh, last week 
said, when a widow, when somebody dies, when somebody's husband dies, a widow <clears throat> is expected to be, you visit a widow. The widow doesn't visit other people. But the widower, depending on how that person feels, the widower can visit. There are no restrictions. And I don't think we can run away from this. And it's important, I think, also to make this point, this is my final point. <clears throat> Dr. Mdenda says that a, uh, a prominent politician died and the wife did not speak. Uh, she's strong and all that. That's her choice. That's her understanding of what is expected of her. That is fine. Somebody else in that same position would want to do things differently, and they have done. And in fact, this group, this recent um, group of, of women who have been speaking are not the first, right? This thing has been happening in South Africa for at least more than a decade. Um, so one widow or somebody else would choose to speak in a different way, informed by their beliefs, informed by um, whatever, but that can't be held as the standard. My, 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 my issue with this conversation is that <clears throat> to impose that this person cannot speak, this woman should not have spoken in her husband's um, funeral, is for me stretching it quite a bit. Okay. Dr. Mdene? Thank you so much. I wanted to come. Uh, there are several issues that we must look at because there's a tendency to look at uh, one string of a broader perspective. Uh, for instance, if we're talking about cleansing, unfortunately, we are analyzing African culture using English. That's one problem. If we talk about cleansing, there is an aspect of cleansing. That is why you'll find that if there's a funeral today, Tomorrow, a sheep will be slaughtered. They are cleansed. That is why even the one who never attended, who was not able to attend the funeral, when he or she comes home after the funeral, a sheep will be slaughtered to cleanse. So this is very broad. And again, nobody is talking about a beads taken off. It's not only the widow who takes the beads off. I am a diviner. Once there's death, I put off all the divination clothes until there's a ritual. So this is broader than uh, what we are, we, we are saying here. And again, we must also understand that even these days when people are wearing these new clothes, German prints or whatever, many colors, it depends on how the husband passed on. For instance, if a husband passed on by accident, it is said that the, the, the widow doesn't wear these clothes. Because he's died by accident. It's not that everybody who dies there is that attire. 
And again, if we look at in many countries, if we look at the, the, the twins, for instance, you'll find that Amawele Akazili, they don't. If you look at Amakrika, Amakrika Akazili, they don't. So with us, my, my worry is when we look at this thing from a gender perspective, taking off of the beads is not done by widows only. It's done by other sectors. And we must also understand that this talking of the widow in her husband's funeral is an urban thing. It's not a rural thing. We must understand that we are talking about two worlds here. And again, when we say people must not impose, also the urban people must not impose on the rural people. So it must not impose... From our own understanding, a widow or a widower or children, they are not supposed to speak because they are the people who are mostly affected by this death. Because there are new things now, the children talking, their tributes from the children and so on. These are new things that are introduced by the urbanized, the educated people. Therefore, they, when we say we are not used into this thing, they must not say we are imposing because they are also imposing. So we are saying to us it is very strange and it is very strange for a woman to speak. And you'll find that even these women who speak, you'll find that they will speak English. Oh, my husband, I loved my sweetheart. And so on and so on to show that this is because this person is a high-profile person speaking in English, so being shown on television. But at home, we are saying we are not used that simple. Okay, the Forum Ajayi, continuing a discussion that we started last Friday. And this was after uh, the widows of Mendoza and uh, Gugu Zulu actually spoke at uh, the memorial services of their husbands, which uh, attracted a lot of criticism. And it led us to look at the situation uh, to actually find out uh, what is wrong with that practice. And should we be prescribing how widows actually go about their mourning? And uh, we are joined by Nomboniso Kasa as well as Dr. Nogzola Mdende uh, talking us through this. Now, the lines are open, 891 You can call in. I am looking at some of your SMSs and also tweets. And uh, let me start with this message here uh, from uh, one of our listeners uh, at Spruce SA who has a question. He says, is there a homogenous African culture or just what individual chooses to do and then call it culture? Please ask Dr. Mdende that. Doctor? No, no, no. There's no homogeneous African culture. But there are many commonalities as well as there are differences. But with this one, we, we all agree that there are rites of passage. And with these rites of passage, for instance, Umbiti from Kenya speaks about mourning during the death. You'll find that that one is common amongst all of us. How it is done is different, but there's no whole, uh, okay, as I've said, it's not homogeneous. But what I say is that the urban educated should also not prescribe 
to those who are ruler. And again, we must understand that in the African culture, whether we are in Nigeria or wherever, a clan is the basic structure. So what the clan says, we are the representative of the clan. So it is embarrassing to hear Nogzola's daughter was doing this and that and that in her marital home. So a clan is basic, what you were taught at home, and so on and so on and so on. Um, Ms. Kasa? Well, I mean, I'm glad that Dr. Kamdente acknowledges that um, African cultures are homogenous. Um, and I'm also glad that um, we are, in fact, talking about <clears throat> this conversation. I do want to take it back because it's possible to get it, to get it far from what we're talking about. Um, I want to take it back to people's choices and mourning rituals and people who speak at people's uh, funerals or their loved ones' funerals. Um, I think that uh, first and foremost, um, to object to imposition on, um, on other people is not to impose on others. Um, and this thing of urban blacks and rural blacks and clever blacks and educated blacks and just that and the other is a form of silencing. My point is very clear on this thing, and it's informed by precisely the heterogeneous nature, not just of African cultures, but of all cultures across the world. This conversation that we are having here now, it's rife amongst people of Islamic cultures, not just religion. It's rife amongst people of um, Jewish cultures. It's rife amongst all people because culture um, is a particular way of life that establishes certain norms and certain forms of behavior and so on. So the, the contradictions that we are facing as African people the differences that we are facing amongst ourselves, I think we should also see them as part of the natural evolution of being human. And, and, and that um, actually these contradictions and disagreements do not take from us. It doesn't mean that we are lesser. I certainly, uh, speaking for myself, um, do not consider myself as urban or rural. And, but I am very informed by the cultures of origin, which is where I grew up. So to assume or to, 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 to suggest that if one says something, one is imposing, it, it, it shuts down debate and it robs us of an opportunity to find one another. As I said to you in this program last week, that my own um, instincts, my own beliefs around rituals of mourning and burial are probably very different from anything that we talk about here. But what is important is that I should be able to find it within myself. And this is also, by the way, at the core of African cultural beliefs and systems. Um, accommodation, acceptance of other people even if we disagree. So we, I think it's very, very important that we also acknowledge the fact that people will have different moans, ways of mourning. They'll have different ways of expressing themselves, whether they express themselves in English, um, 
um, that um, that's their choice, and ridiculing that, and 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 mimicking their voices, and in a way to belittle them, is in itself a form of bullying, and it's very unfortunate from an elder like Dr. Mdende. But most importantly, Dr. Mdende herself is a doctor. She holds a PhD. She is educated. She lives a life. She is a sangom, but she lives a life that adapts in so many ways. There's a song that she knows about a Magdecha that say, uh, if you walk in the she flies in the airplane. So she knows very well she lives, as I do, as many people do, this, 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 this thing of adapting, of being here and there, and none of that takes anything away from her. It doesn't minimize her. It doesn't minimize her Africanness. It doesn't minimize what she believes in. And I don't think that it minimizes other people. I think if we start from this point of mutual respect and mutual acceptance and understanding that today I'm occupying the space, I'm talking on the phone, um, it's, a, it's a Western invention, tomorrow I'm going to do that and that. It doesn't mean that uh, I'm, 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 I believe that these things are superior than others. But what it does is that it may enrich our cultures. It may enrich, enrich the evolution. What does it take from watching a widow express herself, even if you know that this is not how you would do it, but watch herself and leave and let leave? Why is it so necessary for us to, um, to, 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 to prescribe on others. Do we really believe that African cultures are so fragile that they cannot survive, uh, they cannot adapt, that they cannot be open to um, flexibility? Is that our concern? Because if it is, then there's something very, very serious about what we believe about ourselves. And uh, let me just throw in, as you respond to that, uh, Dr. Mdende, a question here from Luvuyo. It says, please ask Dr. Mdende for me. If uh, there are any implications, maybe if my wife or children speak at my funeral, what are the implications? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say there are implications as such, but um, the, 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 the way she behaved during the mourning period of her husband is questionable. So there are many, there will be many other things that are questionable. And, and again, to speak when the elderly of this family do not speak and she springs up and speaks, again, that is also questionable. So I won't go to that. But I want to respond uh, again to what Unomboniso is saying. She's speaking of mutual respect. She's speaking of many things about me, and she's right. I've got a PhD. But the problem we are having as blacks now is that when we, we like to criticize whatever things that the African culture is doing to say it must, uh, it, it must evolve, it must evolve, is criticized by us. And you will never hear the other races doing that to the educated doing that to, to their own races. But I understand the people like Onomboniso to do that is because she has got experience in living in these two worlds. Because 
she herself is living in 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 in, in, in the African and the Western world, and even. Uh, there are many other things because she's a Makoti to the Westerners. So I understand why she's talking like this. But yes, that is true. She's, she's, def- she's, 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 she's defending that other side and imposing it to us. There's no way that... <laughs> there is... Okay, let me also join in and laugh. But, but I'll tell you what. Let, let me bring in the listeners. 0891-104-208. Live and let live. Uh, Pumelena in Cape Town, good morning to you. Good morning, Sakina. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I, I think uh, I'm not going to say much, but I'd like to express my appreciation for this kind of show that you bring on air because our generation, we were a bit lost in the midst of all of this and we tend to, because of urbanization, as Mama Dende said, we, it's, 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 we tend to pluralize our, our African cultures on, on, on because of the two words that Mama Mdende has already spoke about. Um, Africans have lost have, have lost a, a, a big um, portion of their culture. Look at the Asian um, Asian community. They practice their cultures to the TV. I, I think it's important that you bring such programs so that we can learn. Because a lot of things that have been said right now, I, I didn't know. You know, um, I thought I knew. So it's important, and I appreciate that you have such programs so that we can learn as the new generation how we, we should go and practice our culture because we tend to adopt a lot of the westernized ways of doing things. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Pumelena, and really appreciate uh, that, you know, we are having that sort of effect here. Uh, Lorraine in Durban, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Sakina, and your guests and the listeners. It's coincidence that you approach the subject again because last week I was just thinking we should have this again. And thank you so much again, just like all the listeners feel. Um, if someone were to ask me, who would you like to be in conversation with? Ms. Noni Gasa, you top the list. And it's simply because of her approach. You know, the calm that explains the way she sees things the way versus the way the educate the learned doctor sees things. Um, last week you had a gentleman on the program who was on the show with Mr. Mzwanili Manya, I think. And he had a different view of what Mr. Manya believed was correct. But it was his approach, you know, the way he speaks. And I think in South Africa we need more of those type of people who are not, we should be, concerned about a lot of things. When we approach a subject with such anger, then for me personally, I just lose interest because we're not doing anybody any favors by always being so angry. So, Ms. Noni, thank you very much. I really appreciate that you're one of those South Africans we can really be proud of. And I'm not saying the doctor has views that are not appreciated by so many people, but it's almost as though she's imposing her beliefs on people, and that is one of the problems we have, because you go to so many institutions 
where you approach by somebody and they insist you must speak a black language. I've seen this happening to a tourist who was American, and it was totally embarrassing when she said to the gentleman, listen, I'm not from South Africa, I'm a tourist, so excuse me for not speaking a black ang- a language. Thank you so much. Bye. That's Lorraine. Now let's hear from Zwelake in Cape Town. Good morning. Uh, thank you, Sakina. Thank you for taking my call. Um, one small little problem that I have. Sorry. Um, will I be allowed to speak in Tosa, uh, given that uh, you two guests uh, are Tosa speakers, and the examples that they're making um, make reference to what they know that is in Tosa culture? Well, uh, go for it. But, uh, I mean, you know, just bear in mind that we have people from other language groups also listening in. Yes, I do understand that. Um, but uh, like you said before, that it is a little bit difficult um, to explain some of the concepts that are, that are in, in, in this closer. Okay. Uh, for instance, in um, the No, thank you so much uh, for that. And, um, okay, uh, I just want to take one more call before we respond. Um, it's Lija in Makado. Good morning to you. Morning, Sakina. Yes, Lija. Morning, Sakina. I want to lose on the issue of what I have learned in this Western culture. We are diverting from African culture to the Western culture, Sakina. What I can say is this, Sakina. My... Uh, after your, 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 your interview with uh, Dr. Mnele and Nossi on, on Thursday, I have to go and ask my aunt about this thing. She said when the husband has passed away, there's not even a wife is not allowed to speak, not even to do anything. A wife must be put on the morning room for at least seven days. When the people are arranging the funeral, the wife is not no more to be seen. You can't even see a wife because she is mourning. If we want to see her, the elders of the family will take you inside the morning house and say, here is Elijah, want to see the mourner. And the other thing that I want to allude to, Akina, if the wife or the children want to convey the message to someone who has passed on, they should do so by writing a message 
in the flower. That is why there's an item of saying he or that person, he or she, if they are children, they say in life memory or such kind of things. So what is happening? We are diverting Sakina from our culture. Thank you, Lord Wama. Thank you so much. We fast running out of time. So let me read uh, some of the uh, SMSs coming through. V says, why are women made to carry the burden of death? Why is it that their bodies are the mar- ones that are marked by death? Deboche in Nelspreit says, uh, SK, uh, we don't prescribe. Uh, it's a matter of tradition and belief. If people don't want to mourn, it's up to them. But there are repercussions. What are those? And what do you mean that this is how you mourn? Because uh, the prescription speaks to the mourning aspect and how it is done. So send me an email to explain that to me further. Joe says, SK culture evolves. Some of these cultural practices are so outdated because economic setups of the family and societies actually dictates what the cultural practices become. This one says, uh, maybe some of these practices come from the fear that wives might poison their husbands. Okay. Fana Ngobo in Cape Town, um, your show is missing the real culprits of this culture, which is African men. So says Fana Ngobo. Triple S Mathangu says, there's a mixture of respect of death and fear of death, but women should not be oppressed in the name of culture. Hule says, I'm a black African whose family doesn't do cleansing after death of a member. It's up to families and individuals if they want to talk at funerals. And then a few others also here. Uh, Bongam Dleche says uh, mourning is um, mourning is a contextual practice not a culture and there is no prescription on how it should be done. Guguletu says one of the most undeniable facts is that African r- uh, rituals as they stand now have already been heavily influenced by the Old Testament. Miss um, Ndiweni says uh, number one has no one, rather, has a right to tell people how to mourn. When my son passed away, I was criticized for not crying at the funeral. And what these people didn't know was that the pain was so severe that I was numb. I felt like it was an out-of-body experience. And so on and so forth, many more. But I need to give my panelists an opportunity to wrap up. Uh, Dr. Mdene? Uh, I would say that uh, with Elijah, she's... Somehow he's right. Somehow, you know, he speaks of a flower. Again, the flower is something new. We never had those. And what uh, listeners must understand is that mourning is not an individual's issue. It's a collective. We all mourn. And again, we must also question ourselves. Why are the blacks celebrating death? You don't see these things with other cultures. We are celebrating death. You find all the children, even if they are seven, they all speak, our dead, our dead. And I'm I'm sorry, I have to say this. Even when you speak, because it's your choice, you must understand that somebody somewhere is embarrassed by what you're doing. Whether it's your mother, biological mother, or your mother-in-law, or your relatives, because to us, I must say it, because you can't as a daughter-in-law all alone speaking and yet there are elders here who do, who do not speak so that means Ms. <laughs> Kasa? Well, I just want to um, just uh, quickly dispense of this when I talk about adaptation and accommodation 
I'm not saying that it adapts to Western culture, that it should adapt to Western culture or Western cultures. Whatever the, uh, your listeners and your commentators have um, uh, think that is. Um, there's not a single culture in the world, not a single culture in the world, where women are not imposed uh, upon, where women are not told to be silent, to be invisible during death. Um, <clears throat> not a single culture. Um, you can check it, you can research it, and at the core of that is because patriarchy is universal. It's not only in African societies. Uh, so let's not mislead each other here. The second thing is that um, let's also not mislead each other and say other cultures don't do these things. If you read as Dr. Mdende does, <laughs> she, she will know that Jewish people are in different groups in terms of beliefs, in terms of practices and so on, even the rituals of cleansing, which are not necessarily as, 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 as associated to death, with death. In last week, I made an example of, um, of, 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 of widows in, um, in Hindu um, society. There are, there, are, there are different practices. These debates are everywhere. Um, even in those cultures, religions and beliefs, the ones who are putting what, the, what is called by others as orthodox are saying to others that you are betraying the religion, the belief. So let's, let's not um, get too anxious here that uh, we Africans, when we disagree, we are the only people who disagree. We are the only people who are being watched by the world. Everybody does it. Because at the core of this is acceptance of human evolution. Acceptance of human evolution that you might want to do this in this way. Uh, it is true that somebody might be embarrassed by a widow who speaks, but somebody else may be proud. Somebody else, somebody's mother may be embarrassed, or somebody, somebody's mother may be secretly proud, or uh, verbally proud. It is also true, Dr. Mdende, that um, all of us live in, 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 in a context where we have one foot here and one foot there. Um, and secondly, I'm not, I'm not uh, I don't know this Western culture that I'm supposedly defending, just to quickly dispense with that as well. The man that I'm married to is of Jewish descent. Mm. 